Welcome to episode 77 of Musically Challenge, your heap and help in a music, trivia, and pretty much whatever else we want to talk about this week. I'm your host, Lou Schwalbach, and along with me, as always, is Chad Knight. Sorry, I'm drinking. Oh, sure. I just saw his mouth open with something shoved in it, and I'm on the I'm other sorry, side. sorry, I was in the middle of drinking something. This but not today's beer. No, no, that was something left over. But hi, everybody. Alright, so this week we decided to go with songs that make us harken back to a long time gone of 10-gallon hats, chaps, lassos, and six-shooters. Did you just realize that I waved at them when I'm like, hi, everybody? Yeah, you did, and that was pretty <laughs> funny, actually. That's why Nikki says that we should do a video one, isn't it? I know. Yeah, probably. So these guys will get up to the ass crack of dawn, work a long day, then often sit by the campfire dinner. I'm talking about the hard-working cowboy. And before I go any further, yes, I know these things are very cliche and often Hollywood standard fare. But I live in northern Wisconsin, not Texas, and are out west or out west. Insurance companies, paper mills, and the Grand Theater don't exactly need to be rounded up and herded. So you get what I know. You ever done a show with kids? Kids need to be herded. I'll take a, a, a one to three hard pass on that, thanks. <laughs> so we're going to talk about songs with the titular cowboy in the title. We won't put out any stipulations for genre, so it could be a song about an Old West cowpoke or a country twang, or it could be a hip-hop song dealing with some kind of south side guy who identifies as a cowboy. So tighten your saddle, adjust the bit, and get your spurs on while we get the show started. Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. This show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. How you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing okay. I just can't get over the spurs now. I don't know why. I went to the chiropractor. Um, yeah, I was chiropractor last, and he did like a nerve test thing, and yeah. he had a set of fucking spurs that he rolled up in my arm. I'm like, those are like those look like cowboy spurs. He's like, yeah, they're just kind of smaller. I'm like, okay. But it was it was really kind of, because you used to have been to the chiro before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But they do like the electric stem and all the other stuff, and he's like, gets out, like I said, I mean, they're sharp and pointy things, too. I wouldn't want to be smacked by those you know it's, it's funny that you say that because that brings back to mind the um the uh the uh meme you showed me yesterday about how to cut carbs oh yeah with a pizza cutter with a pizza cutter <laughs> yep but no i i've been good you not too shabby just uh enjoying the summer trying to it's so damn busy though i mean you can't really get to do what you want right i mean because i'd love to get out golfing this summer but anybody i'd want to go with is always busy yep or injured or injured or injured and busy. Yeah. Wow. You know, and now fall is going to get to be, it's going to cool down, which is going to actually make it nicer, except for the fact that if your ball goes underneath a leaf, you're fucked. And we spent a lot of time not on the fairway. No, no, no. Not ours, at least. Right. That's what I mean. We spent a lot of time not on the fairway. You know, I try to be the silver lining type guy. You know what? I'm just getting most bang for my buck. If, I, mo- can, if I can play the fairway three or four times and not my own, hey, I'm just getting more value. I don't like those guys who go out there and shoot like a 56-9. We shoot 109. We're just getting double our money. Well, there you go. You know, it's like I'm done in an hour and a half. Well, good for you. you Takes just, us three hours, bitch. You you just spent 30 bucks on an hour and a half, and I just spent 30 bucks on four hours. Who got the better deal here? Duh. <laughs> 
in any respect. So Why we will never be professional anythings. No, no. Professional smartass, maybe, but... Uh, is that really a profession, or is that just a life? That's a lifestyle. Uh, I, I'm still considering myself amateur at that. At being a smartass? Yeah. Sarcasm, I'm damn good at that. Being a smartass, on the other hand, it depends on the day. Well, you know, it, it comes down to, like, my kids are big smartasses. They are. Well, they learned from you. They did. But here's the funny thing is, I would have never talked to my parents like that, because I had to have a backhand. Oh, yeah. So I didn't develop my smart ashesness until I was like a teenager, you know, with your buddies and whatever. Right, right. They've been they've been training since they could talk, you know. But anyway. So let's go ahead and let's just get into Liquored Up, shall we? Sure. All right. So this week we've got uh, Lagunitas, I believe it is. Well, let's Something, see. It sure. even says Lagunitus. Lagunitus. It actually has a prescription. Uh, Oh, there you go. Description, yeah. no description. A description. It is a 64.20 IBU, because I know we talked about that, but it didn't mean a damn bit of thing for right. me. An OG of 1.076, again, doesn't matter. Alcohol by volume, that is what matters. And it's 7.5, which is a little higher than usual. Yeah, which means it might be a little on the sweet side. Could be. It's the unlimited release. Yeah, so it just means they put a shitload of it out. So we're all on collective disability. That's cool. Let's put some on ice on it and keep ourselves... Elevated for a while, so what's on the tube? Honey, give me a beer from the fridge, will ya, sweetie? Please. Nice. That's kind of funny. It's written around the, the border. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see here. Net contents, 12 fluid ounces of malt, hops, yeast, and water. Well, okay. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Um, uh, considering how this one smells, I might end up sipping it. I I think you got to go for the first drink. You just got to go for it. It's kind of like tearing off the Band-Aid or jumping in a lake. Right. I, it, it smells very hoppy, people. Very hoppy. All right, well, let's give it a run. Ooh, that is twitchy. Yeah, that's. I can't open my right eye. Ugh. It tastes like I was just chewing on a pine bough. I get that. I get a little bit of a gin out of it. Yeah. And it's oh boy, this We've one. Had okay, worse. we have. But this one, it went down, kind of hung out of the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Then it went away. And now it's like, haha, bitch, I'm not gone. Right. It's back again. Yeah. I'm hoping that subsequent drinks are going to make it go away. But it'll probably just make it build. Quite possibly. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't do the, the Reaper thing. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, back on the 4th of July, we were at uh, Scott's house. Right. And his brother-in-law brought along some beef jerky that was coated in Reaper. Carolina Reaper. Carolina Reaper chilies and then some sugar and... Typical jerky stuff. Right, but um, it wasn't horrible until it started to build. It wasn't hot for the sake of being hot. Right. It actually had a good flavor. It was very tasty. I have a feeling if we would have kept eating it, though, it would have meant problems. Oh, yeah. It would have built. Probably built. problems up top and down below. Because <laughs> that's you don't want the fire down below. No, no, not at all. So, uh, by the way, thank you, Casey, for that. Absolutely. Uh, might have, we might have to make a road trip to that beef jerky outlet, though. Yeah, that... That, well, not the one that, his his came from Arkansas. Oh, there's one in Baraboo. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I looked it up, trust me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, they got one in Baraboo, and I think there's one in Milwaukee side too, but I mean, Baraboo is only a couple hours away. Yeah, it's like about just south of the Dells. Something like that. It's absolutely worth it. So, let's go ahead and do a rating on this one, shall we? All right. I'm going to go with the bar. As am I. Um, it wasn't the worst I've ever had. I'm not going to go out and buy a lot of this. No. But... Let's. I'm gonna give this one an, an open bar. <laughs> ah, I like that. I'm gonna give it an open bar because I want to. I'm gonna revisit. Should we revisit this at the end of the at episode? At the end of the episode. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. That makes sense. 
So we're going to go, all right, so we got that written. So this is number 77, which means I've got this and th uh, two more episodes of trivia. Right. That I'm going to got for you. And for, before we do that, I just have to say I'm a little surprised that there wasn't more country music that came out of this. Well, I've got country. You do, and I, I can't speak for you, but I kind of deliber deliberately shied away from from country. I noticed that. Which, just to buck the trend, no pun intended. Ah. So, let's go ahead and go into your trivia question again. This is going to be cowboy hopefully related. Okay. You might actually get this. Which country western performer is most famously known as the singing cowboy? Oh, Yeah. There's multiple, but there's only one that I'm thinking of, and I'm sure you already know the answer to this one. Do you want to wait till the end, or do you want to do now? No, I'll, I'll write it down. All right. So again, what country perform country western performer is famously known as the singing cowboy? You are currently 25 and 25, so you're 50 percent. Oh, I want to be over that 50 percent when I get out of this. So speaking of getting out of this, let's just go ahead and we'll uh, let them know what's up. I am taking a break from doing trivia for Chad. Yep. As of episode 80, so three episodes from now, well, Chad... Well, this episode and two more. Well, so but 70, 77 plus three is 80, so so two more, three total episodes, yes. this one and two more, smartass. I am going to take... I'm going to hand the trivia mantle over to Chad. So Chad's going to start doing trivia questions for me. So we're going to see what he comes up with. I'm probably going to be like 0 and 80 by the time that he's done with it. No, no, I'll be nice. What My, my plan is to do a... 20 episode run. Okay, all and right. See where we're at and see how we feel about it at that point. All right, and then, but I promise it's not permanent. So if you enjoyed listening to Chad flounder and struggle sometimes, but sometimes being like, oh shit, I knew that. Yeah. Then it'll be back. It's just a matter of when. So you still got a couple more with me asking him. Yeah, and uh, they probably like my voice better anyway. Okay. <laughs> so let's go ahead and we're going to have Chad start this time. All right, so I am going to kick off with, honestly, one of my favorite uh, cowboy songs, or whatever you want to call it, of all times, called Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. It's a country music song, first recorded by Ed Bruce, written by him and wife Patsy Bruce. His version of the song appears on his 1976 self-titled album for United Artist Records. In late 1975, early 1976, Bruce's rendition of the song went to number 15 on the Hot Country Singles Chart. This song was featured on Chris Ledoux's album, released January 20th, 1976, Songbooks of the American West, and in the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas video game soundtrack on the fictitious radio station K-Rose. Most recently, it is the title song for Netflix's The Ranch, a show about the ups and downs of a family of ranchers in Colorado. Members of the Western Writers of America chose this song as one of the top 100 Western songs of all time. So Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson covered this song on their 1978 duet album, Waylon and Willie. This rendition peaked at number one in March 1978, spending four weeks atop the country music charts. It also reached 42 on the Billboard Hot 100 and won the 1979 Grammy Award for Best Country Performance by a Duo or Group uh, with a Vocal. Also in 1979, Nelson's version was featured in the film The Electric Horseman with Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. It is also featured in a 2015 TV commercial for the Volkswagen Passat. Let's light up those ear holes. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let them pick guitars and drive them old trucks. Let them be doctors and lawyers and such. So, so which Grand Theft Auto was that? Uh, San Andreas. Okay, oh, wow. Few, quite a few years back. Yeah. 
So the song is one of those classic country music songs, and adding the fact that it's Willie and Waylon makes it just that much better. Now, I grew up in a family where I grew up in the Burbs, but I had lots of relatives that were farmers, and so the song made a lot of sense to me. I understood it. I've always loved this song, and this version in particular is, like I said earlier, one of my favorites. What are your thoughts on it? You know, this is one of those songs that even non-country fans are going to know. It's pleading mom, or it's pleading to mothers to try to get their kids away from being cowboys due to the hard lifestyle it entails. It mentions doctors and lawyers and such, and who have, in their own right, have their own hard lifestyle, but right. it isn't going to be like living on the trail or you know sleeping out under the stars and so on and so forth. It is a classic country song. This could have easily made your classic country episode that we oh, did yeah. way, way back in the day. Absolutely. Decent song. Okay. What are you going to kick off with? I'm going to kick off with, let's go with Space Cowboy by the Steve Miller Band. No, this is not the Joker. Little history lesson. Back in the day, there was a glut of programs that did file sharing. They're still around today, but not as prevalent. Anyhow, on those servers, people would upload music, and oftentimes the files would have the wrong names or artists attributed to them. For example, you know the song, Here Comes the Hot Stepper? Yeah. The original band is Icomos, however, it was often attributed to the line of the song called Lyrical Gangster. Wrong title. I'm a little bit anal about naming my stuff the right way, and that I kind of got from my dad. Okay. The Joker would also would often get misnamed as Space Cowboy due to the first lyric of the song, Some People Call Me the Space Cowboy. And I'll be honest, that's what song I thought I was getting into. Okay, all right. Needless to say, anyone who wanted the actual Space Cowboy song was disappointed. And now you know. Anyhow, Space Cowboy is a single that was released on 1969's Brave New World. Whereas the Joker was a bit more laid back and chill, this pre-Joker song, which came out in 1973, was a bit more rock and R&B oriented. It was evident that he looked back on his catalog when he was writing the Joker, as there are two things that tie them in. The title of the song, Space Cowboy, and the fact that he does call himself a gangster of love in both songs. Space Cowboy is a bit of an older deep cut before he and his band really hit it big. I enjoy this song, and let's go ahead and see if you enjoy it as well. And the times keep on changing, so I'm keeping on top of every bad cat who walks through my door. I'm a space cowboy, bet you weren't ready for that. I'm a space cowboy, I'm sure you know where it's at, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's a good song. I have no idea what the meaning is supposed to be, and that's just fine with me. It's just a fun listen, and I like the snark that's included with it that bet you weren't ready for that. It just kind of makes me grin for that lyric. I'm not sure that I had ever heard this song before. However, the fact that they use a slideshow from Star Trek to accompany the song made me chuckle a little bit. I wasn't expecting what this song was. With what else I know from Steve Miller and the band, I'm still not sure how I feel about this song overall. But I do think I need to listen to it a few more times before I can make that final judgment. I'm just unable, at the time that I was writing this, to say for sure what I think about it. And I haven't had a chance to listen to it since then. But I was expecting, you know, some people call me the Space Cowboy. And it was not there. So my little history note made sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't have much else to say. I mean, it's not a bad song by any means. I just don't know how I feel about it. Fair enough. All right, why don't we go ahead and move on to your next one then. All right, my next one is Should Have Been a Cowboy by Toby Keith. You know, I feel like I've been doing a lot of Toby Keith lately. There's not a bad, that's not a bad thing though. No, it's not. He's got a lot of good stuff out there. But 
Based and, on our topics, we've had him inclusive a lot lately. Right. So, Should Have Been a Cowboy is a song written and recorded by American country music artist Toby Keith. It was released on February 8th, 1993 as, as his debut single and was served as the first single released from Keith's self-titled debut studio album, Toby Keith. Is that what self-titled means? I guess. I don't know why I wrote it that way. <laughs> it has received more than 3 million spins on country radio, making it the most played country song of the 1990s. The lyrics romanticize the cowboy lifestyle through references to old westerns. The first verse references Gunsmoke, in which cowboy hero Marshall Dillon never, never settled down with love interest Miss Kitty. The second verse tells of his own adventures if the narrator were a cowboy, having a sidekick with a funny name, possibly referring to references to sidekicks like Tonto or Festist or Gordito. <laughs> Traveling west to California, including the historical quote, Go west, young man. I'm sorry, Gordito. It's like, hey, fatty, come here. <laughs> right? Hunting down western outlaw Jesse James, joining up with the Texas Rangers, and so on. The chorus refers to famous singing cowboys Gene Autry and Roy Rogers, and lists common patterns depicted in westerns such as six-shooters, or, or revolvers, and cattle drives. Let's send this into your tune tunnels. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope. I really like this song. Just a fun romp through life as a romanticized cowboy. I know that being a cowboy was and is a hard-ass job. It's one of these jobs that are highly romanticized, and I think it might be a great thing. It, it might have been a great thing, especially when the West was young. Mm -hmm. So, what are your thoughts? You know, and Keith, Toby Keith sings wistfully about how he should have taken a different career path due to his, his romanticized ideals of being a cowboy. You know... Most people really wonder what if in their life, you know, what if relationships, what if jobs, you know, this is no different. This is just saying, you know, what if this would have been different? The character's choice to be a musician, if this is the same character as How Do You Like Me Now, says he's done just fine. Right. But no, I and Toby Keith is a rock country guy. I mean, a lot of his older stuff is kind of twangy, but if you listen to any of his more modern stuff, it is absolutely country rock. So this song should have been a cowboy. Did you watch the video? I did not holy fucking 90s i already own the song so i didn't need to right but i mean you gotta take the time to watch the video he's got this long ass curly hair oh shit it is just fucking hilarious you know and like i said i've i appreciate toby keith i mean um you're not a country guy i'm not a country guy but again this is enough rock that i can handle this um, you know, we've talked about the courtesy of the red, white, and blue, the beer for my horse's red solo cup, which ever it's red solo cup is a Nickelback style song where, and what I mean by either people love it or hate it. Right. I find it hilarious. Red solo cup is in my opinion, it's more of a rock song than a country song. It is, but it's also a bunch of drunks singing around oh, yeah. fire. Yeah, absolutely. So, but in any respect, no, I appreciate this song. I'm going to go with my next one. I'm going to get this one out of the way because this is just... It's called Apple Pie Cowboy Toothpaste. I swear to God, you went cowboy songs. Well, that's funny as hell. I actually found... <laughs> I actually found another one that I decided to change the name from, and this one took its place. It is a song that was originally recorded by the band River Phoenix in 1997 on their self-titled debut. They were forced to change their name, so they dropped the river and added the home state of Texas, so Phoenix TX was born. They re-recorded most of their songs from River Phoenix album and released it on Phoenix TX's debut, 
another self-title in 1999. This song is a mess of a punk song. It really is. It's got nothing to do with Cowboys. It's just about the title. The song is absolutely ridiculous in very over-the-top in an entertaining punk-style song. I've heard a bunch of other stuff by Phoenix TX. Um, they did a cover of the, I think it's Billy Ocean, uh, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. Okay. Which played on one of the NASCAR video games. It's an enter- That's an, it's actually a fun song. This one, I'll be honest, there's two reasons I picked this. Partially because of the song and partially because I wanted to watch you twitch. And I'm guessing it did. Let's just take a quick listen and then we'll hear how much Chad hated it. didn't really hate <laughs> Lies. it. I didn't. Lies. No, listen to me. I liked the intro to the song, but I think you picked the song solely for the name. This doesn't seem to me to be the kind of music you would normally listen to. I listen to more punk than you do. Now, I really don't like this song. It <laughs> kind of makes my soul cry. It really does. The thought of what the fuck just kept popping in my head. The rap part with the stuff from Revenge of the Nerds, though, was pretty funny. But that didn't save this. This is a big pass, in my opinion. This is just a big no. All right, so let's go ahead and redeem it. All right, well, I don't know if I can do that with my next song. But I went with Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy by Elton John. Speaking of nothing to do with fucking cowboys. Right? Well, actually, in a way, it kind of does, and I'll explain. So Elton is Captain Fantastic. His writing partner, Bernie Taupin... No, 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 he's Captain Fabulous! No, he's Captain Fantastic! (laughs) His writer partner, Bernie Taupin, is the Brown Dirt Cowboy. The song is a look back at the early days of their songwriting partnership. Written according to lyricist Bernie Taupin in chronological order, Captain Fantastic is a concept album that gives an autobiographical glimpse at the struggles John, Captain Fantastic, and Taupin, the Brown Dirt Cowboy, had in the early years of their musical careers in London leading up to John's eventual breakthrough in 1970. The lyrics and accompanying photo booklet are infused with a specific sense of place and time that would otherwise be rare in John's music. John composed the music on a ship voyage from the UK to New York. Let's go ahead and infect your sound sockets. Now, before your mind goes anywhere, Brown Dirt Cowboy is a game played by children in the UK in the 1960s. This is a tip of the hat from Elton to the farmers, and more specifically, how he and Bernie wanted to have nothing to do with that life. They wanted to be artists, and the struggles were getting real, and they were asking if they would make it. This is not the best Elton John, Bernie Taupin song, but it's a very personal song for them, and you can hear it in the music and the vocals. It has a very bluegrass feel to it, I think, but not really country as we would think of it. Overall, it's okay. I don't think I'd skip it, but I wouldn't go looking for it either. You know, when, when I did a search for Cowboy, this song came up, and I'm, I'm going to be completely honest saying I had no fucking clue this song existed. 
I really didn't. In fact, I thought somebody was messing with me, making up a playlist of cowboy songs. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? And then finally I'm there. I'm like, oh, huh, I'll be damned. And it's autobiographical, as you said, res- uh, retrospective on the early days when they were working together. It's a folksy song that, in my opinion, is just kind of okay. Yeah. It may be personal to Elton John and Bernie Taupin, but it just doesn't have enough, um, oh, I don't know, oomph for me. I, I've come to expect more rock, more piano, more just awesomeness. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, je vive, uh, you know, there's no life to it. It's just kind of there. It's, it's a vanity, it's almost like a vanity thing. I mean, it means a lot to them, but to anybody else is like, eh. Right. It's, it's a pass. It's where people go get a soda or they go to the John or. Yeah. It's... Because it's like an eight minute song too. Right. So. All right. So let's see. What do I want to do next? I don't know. You tell me. Let's go with Cowboy by Kid Rock. So. Cowboy, baby. Right. Kid Rock. uh, Cowboy by Kid Rock is a single off of his 1998 album, Devil Without a Cause. The song is just a Detroit rapper moving to the coast. So let's start this one over here. And you don't even have to cut this. So the song is just a Detroit rapper moving from coast to the coast to party and pimp. That's pretty much it. Yep. It's widely considered to be the first country rap song. Rock is calling himself a cross between Run DMC and Leonard Skinner, which I can see that. I can too, as much as I hate to admit it. And, I mean, he's toured with Skinner a few times, and this stuff's decent. Yeah. I like Kid Rock. Don't get me wrong. Now, call it country rap. Call it hip-hop. Whatever. Hip-hop? Hip-hop. Where the hell did you come up with that? I wish I came up with that. That's actually one of the genres that was on Wiki. Really? Okay. Whatever. I think it's a good song. It's one of his best, I think. The song is almost too likable, though. I remember back when I was in college, in school, or college in Menominee, there was a corner bar called The Market. The song was apparently played so much that the owners or bartenders put up a note saying that this song gets played again. It was a CD jukebox back in the day, not those digital things. Right. They would either shut the system off or reset it, and all your credits would be lost. Oh. That's how much they played the damn song. Wow. And I can understand that because that's like listening to Top 40. You just get yeah. burned out on the songs. Let's just take a quick listen and see what you think about Cowboy. It's just classic kid rock song. Though, by now, shouldn't we call him, like, old man rock? He's not really a kid anymore. Well, just like Lil Bow Wow is now just Bow Wow. Yeah. So it's just called Rock. (laughs) Just Rock. No, I think that name's been taken. Jokes aside, this is an amazing song about how he wants to go out west and become a cowboy. Or pimp, for lack of a better word. Not your typical kind of cowboy song, but still a lot of fun. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I love the song. The video's got a lot of hot girls in it. He does that, though. Yeah, yeah. And the song makes me think of um, Shanghai Noon with Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they, when they had a little training montage with Chan and Wilson, they okay. had the song playing in the background when he was like trying to figure everything out. I'm going to have to go back and watch that movie now. Yeah, it makes me... I don't remember that. I'm going to have to check that out again. All right. So we got next. So up next, I have got uh, Cowboys Back in Town by Trace Atkins. Now, this is the title track from country music artist Trace Atkins' ninth studio album. Trace co-wrote the song with singer-songwriter Jeff Bates and Kenny Beard, who co-wrote his 1997 hit, The Rest of Mine. 
The inspiration for the song was when the veteran country singer rolled into Spencer, Iowa on September 20th, 2009 to headline the Clay County Fair. I know where that is, actually. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you that. And it says, here we are at this fair in Iowa in the middle of nowhere, Atkins recalled to Billboard magazine. We saw these people beginning to gather, and somebody told me that I had played that fair before. I just made the comment, oh, Cowboy's back in town. Within hours, the trio had turned that cowboy phrase into a song about a woman in a relationship with someone who's often in another city. Let's drop some music on your ear highway. This high-rise line she's a-living is beginning to get her down. But it's all better now, cause her cowboy's back in town. So this is another fun country song about a secret love. The voice of Trace Atkins is one of the one of my favorites lately. It's a pretty standard country release, but it's amazing when you add in his voice. I know I sound like I'm gushing a little bit here, and, and maybe I am. I'm looking forward to August 3rd, as Trace Atkins will be in town at our fair, and I will be at that concert. Man crush? Eh, no, he's an ugly man. As a huge man. And he's huge. I would never call him ugly to his face because he'd kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, he would. But if From I, about half a block away. <laughs> if I have to take the day off to sit in the sun and make sure I have seats, I'll be there. Your thoughts, Lou? I like... shave your seat. Nice. Uh, you said it was Friday? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. All right. I like his voice. I've always liked, liked Trace Atkins' voice. I think he's got a good, real baritone bass-ish right. that he can work with the genre. This is one of those songs, just a good one, it's about a lady whose life is turning around now that her cowboy's back in town. It's definitely country versus country rock, but I can still appreciate that. So that's all I really have about that one. It's a good song. All right, so what are you going to do next? All right, I'm going to go with Modern Day Cowboy by Tesla. Now, not your typical cowboy song. No. But at the same time, it's no different than the steel horse being ridden by Bon Jovi. Right. So Modern Day Cowboy is a single released off of Tesla's debut album in 1986, Mechanical Resonance. Wow, that's a thinker. Yeah. It, and it's said to be lyrically comparing the Old West Cowboys to the gangsters in Cold War of the U.S. and Russia back when it was USSR. I don't give a shit about meanings. We know this. I think it's just a solid rock song. It was featured on the 2010 rhythm guitar game Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, which is probably where I heard it the most, and played it. It was a fun song to play along with, and it's entertaining to listen to. I'm not a huge Tesla fan, but they do good work. I have to say what annoys me the most is that their other hard rock songs are pushed to the wayside because they're mainly known for covering the five-man electrical band's singles, Signs. Everyone, the Tesla, oh, the Signs guys. Yeah, sure, the Signs guys. It's a shame that some of their originals, including this song, are just passed up on because this is a dang good song. I think you should experience this, so listen here, because I said so. That's all I got to say about that. What do you have to say? All right, so the guitar intro got me. Like I've said, oh, you're a guitar times, guy. Guitars get me. I only wrote really know Tesla for the song signs. That said, I really like how this song rocks. The guitar work throughout is actually very well done. 
I just felt myself kind of rocking and bopping to the song as I was listening to it. I find the song is giving me the thought of listening to more Tesla. They they are actually pretty powerful in this song, and I kind of really like this one a lot. Cool. Now, what are your thoughts on signs? As long as we're talking Tesla. Oh God, they overplayed the hell out of it on the t- on the radio station. Still do on some on some th- classic rock stations. I like the original. I like what they did with this. I think they modernized it. It's a good song. I just don't like the fact that they're known for that. Right, right. When I mean when they're doing this, and I didn't know they could do this. That tells you something. Oh, yeah. You know, and honestly, one of the other songs that they did that I really enjoy was... Remember the movie Last Action Hero? Yeah. They did the theme for that. Really? I mean, you only, you hear about the ACDC uh, Big Gun song, but actually the song called Last Action Hero was done by Tesla, and it fucking rocks. Okay. So, I... Like I said, I'm a Greatest Hits fan, but I think they've got good music that gets kind of pushed to the wayside. Yeah, I would agree. So why don't you finish it up for it while well, you're finishing one? Yeah, my last one is a song called Ride Cowboy Ride by Bon Jovi. Now, there's not a lot out on this song. It's, it's I've always loved the song. It preceded Stick to Your Guns on the New Jersey album. And they're really, they're complimentary songs, okay? I've always felt like they're extensions of each other. Interestingly, Ride Cowboy Ride was recorded in mono. So when we listen to it, you're not going to miss that fact. It does not come out in stereo. So... There's nothing wrong with your. There's nothing wrong with your radio. Do not adjust your system. Right. It, we are it, controlling it, transmission. Right. In fact, let's get the record player going on this one. So no video was ever made, and it opens with the sound of a record player needle dropping on a record, which I absolutely love. You know I'm a big vinyl guy. Right. In all honesty. It's a sex song. He tells the story of trying to get with a woman and how he doesn't have the money and neither of them have the time to deal with it. So, I don't know. It's just, it's always been one of those songs I really like. And I love the fact that it was done in mono. There is something about listening to music recorded in mono that isn't as full and as, and, and, and as you know, experiencing as doing it in, in, in stereo. No. But there's something about listening to music in mono that just I really enjoy. What are what are your thoughts? I'm this is a shrug for me. I didn't really care for this. I okay. mean it the song is less than ninety seconds long. It's scratchy as hell, which is because of the whole record player sounding one. And it sounds like it was really an afterthought. Like it's like we need some filler, so we're just gonna go ahead and record something in the bathroom, make it sound like it's on on like a record player and throw it in there. I know you like Bon Jovi. Yep. I know you love Bon Jovi. This was blah for me. I'm thinking if they wanted some extra filler, they could have extended one of their other songs, maybe added an extra minute or something, or maybe a live version of something else. This just didn't do it for me. And that's fair. I don't think this is a song that everybody will enjoy. It's, you know, it's... When I I discovered Bon Jovi, it was during uh, Slippery When Wet. I think that's when most people discovered it. Right. And then this was their fourth album, which was New Jersey, which was another gigantic album. And... I'm always the guy that's like, okay, the stuff they play on the radio is fine. But you like other ones. But I like other ones, and I tend to like other ones better. Now, I'm not saying this is the best song on the record by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But I just enjoyed that little reprieve from everything else that was on the album. Slowed things down. Yeah. And I can understand that. You know, getting with what you had mentioned, too, I mean, there's a few bands that I have that I'm out there with that 
everyone likes their mainstream songs, but there's a few that are out there that I like that are not their mainstreams. And that's kind of nice. Um, it's not the hipster thing like I liked it before you did or I liked their whole catalog or anything like that. It's just because certain songs resonate to you differently. And I don't care who it is. There is not an artist that I have ever listened to in my life that I have sat down and enjoy their whole catalog. No, 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 no. You know, like Bon Jovi, I really enjoy their early stuff. And I don't find a lot of dogs on those albums. But then you get into, like, the circle, like mm-hmm. that era, like the two early 2000s and on. I really, I'm not a fan. You know, and that's, I mean, you and I, we, we, we with Scott went to see Weird Al. Yep. And we've talked about Weird Al, and that's one of those that I've listened to pretty much all of his body of work. There are a lot of songs that I love with all of my heart. Yep. There are a few songs out there that I'm just like, eh, skip. Biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. I know He's you enjoy that one. not let that one go, are No, you? I fucking hate that song. <laughs> just make sure not to say that if we get the interview. Right. With a fiery passion, I hate that song, though. <laughs> so, all right. Well, speaking of a fiery passion, we're going to go with my last one, which is Cowboys from Hell. And well, I see the fire connection. There you go. And that is by Pantera. Now, Cowboys from Hell was, was the band's first single and released on their 1989 demo album that helped them get signed. Okay. I mean, if that's their demo, damn. I think we're going to disagree about this one. After the record contract, they re-recorded it, and it was the title track off of their debut album of the same name, Cowboys from Hell, 1990. The song is about the band, who was from Texas coming out of the Lone Star State, breaking into the heavy metal scene. Almost no one would associate Texas with metal, and here you are. I first heard the song by having to play it on Guitar Hero, on the original one back on PlayStation 2. Holy shit, you're old. I know, right? A little background, the game had different setting playlists, so levels. And the songs got more difficult the way, as you went up. So Setlist 1 was opening licks, and they wouldn't be as tricky as, say, Setlist 3, Thrash and Burn. Cowboys from Hill made it to the highest Setlist edition or, of the game, Face Melters, along with a couple other technically difficult songs like Stevie Ray Vaughan's Texas Flood and Ozzy's Bark at the Moon. Okay. While I really don't care for all of Pantera's songs and their sound, this one is infectious, and it's just a fun song. It doesn't really have much anything to do with cowboys, except for the fact that they are cowboys from the cowboy state, per se. And it's just a killer rock song. Let's take a quick listen. And cue Chad's disagreement. Go. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when we pick songs, it's like 90% of the time we can be like, I like this song, but I know Lou's going to hate this song. And you can do the same with me most of the time. So this is not something that I'm really getting into. I could tell from the opening licks to the end that I wouldn't like this song. Too heavy for me. This is almost thrash metal in my opinion. And as you know, I don't go much beyond heavy metal really. Or much beyond some early Metallica. Right. Thrash is not my thing. Anyway, the song has Cowboy in the title, so it qualifies. But I won't seek out Pantera. Ever. They did a decent cover decent cover of Cat Scratch Fever for um, for the Detroit Rock City soundtrack. I'm trying to think. Detroit Rock City soundtrack. Yeah, I think I did like that cover. But that's like... But it's still a cover. It's not yeah. original. You're right. Right. So that's just my opinion. But, you know... Why don't we go ahead and let's let's revisit the beer. We, no. we don't know normally do that. No, but this one's getting it. I'm I'm changing it. It's going from bar to a down. 
I am I'm I'm in agreement with you. I cannot get the flavor out of my mouth. I we've been sitting here for almost 40 minutes. I have not finished the beer. I finished it, and this is like, how do I put this nicely? You know, fuck being nice. All right, you know, like when you throw up. Yep. You can brush your teeth until the cows come home, until your teeth are nubs, and you're still gonna have that vomit taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. This shit's not going away. No. And this is like pre-vomit vomit. <laughs> I'm not a fan. This little something-something, I'm sorry that you had to drink this. What's I, even worse is I didn't know you had bought this already, and I bought two bottles of it, so that's going right into the beer brought. That's, yeah, that's going to either be a, hey, buddy, I got some spares in my fridge, or it'll go into a boiler. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a fan. I would not get this again. No, I would agree. So we have, for the first time in history of our show anyway... We've changed our votes. We have, and I think this might be the first double double negative. No, we might have had another one. I'll have to check the history books. Yeah, I think I, I think that bro beer was a double negative. Quite possibly. At but, least at the end it was. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It, I didn't like it from the beginning, and it gave me heartburn like you wouldn't believe. But anyway, so, all right, trivia? Yes, we'll go to trivia, and let's see if... Oh, wow, I got to... I wrote that you're tw- 25 and 50. Let me go ahead and change that to 25 and 25. <laughs> I know you're like 500. I think that's where it was coming from. Yeah, so yeah. Let's watch you get to be 26 and 25. Which country western performer is most famously known as the singing cowboy? Well, I've got two, but I think I know which one you're talking of. Gene Autry. You'd be correct. The other one I wrote down, because I've heard him call that as well as Chet Atkins. Okay. But I'm like, when, when I think of the, you know... Uh, of that moniker that's always Gene Autry. Right. Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. So if you like this episode and wanted to see some of the rest of them or listen to some of the rest of them because you won't see very much, you can check us out on Musically Challenged Podcast on Facebook. If you want to check POI Network on Facebook as well. On Facebook as well. We have a couple different ways of getting in touch with us. You can go through the Facebook site as well. We've got Twitter if you want to do at MC Podcast Podcast 17. 17. Send us some love. Send us some hate. Send us a playlist. Ten songs, ten different artists. Uh, Have a theme. Great. If not, that's fine too. What do you want to add? Well, we got a couple uh, email addresses you can work as well. Eclecticmediaproject at gmail.com or our musicchallengepodcast at gmail.com. Either way, any of these ways, drop us a line, let us know. Give us a playlist. I mean, 10 songs, 10 different artists. Send them our way. You can do that. Email is probably the easiest way to do that, but you can do it any of the ways you want. We look at everything on a regular basis. We'll get you up here. We'll talk about you. You'll become a star for an episode. So with that, uh, thank you guys for listening. Have yourself a great day, and we'll look forward to hearing you at number 78. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.